any other than that, you know, all I can say is, you know, go Jags, you know. And, you I'm know, sorry. There's... You, you broke up there. What was that last bit? Uh, I said all I can say is go Jags and do. <laughs> Over two. One more try, man. One more try. Uh, I, I ain't going to do it anymore. <laughs> your, your, your mic cuts out as soon as you try to say oh ball, so oh um, we'll, we'll, we'll try right. again another time but you know, right. one we'll last thing it. one last thing something about white quarterbacks with a number 15 playing in Florida just saying <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Real Till Podcast. Uh, Chromatos decided to join us again this week, so uh, I'm going to throw it over to him and let him introduce our guest this week. Oh, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm back here. Um, we have a new guest here from the sub guy. Uh, we kind of booted off for the past three weeks. Uh, finally made it happen here um, on the sub. I think your name is bishield i don't really fucking know but you want us to call you runan so that's what we're gonna go with here is runan here um tell us a little bit about yourself man how did you become a jags fan and uh what's going on well uh, thank you for having having me uh i've been a jags fan pretty much my whole life uh i mean i'm 25 years old i mean i can remember times when i don't know how old i was as i can early remember as being a little kid and catching passes for my dad in the front yard and pretending I was Jimmy Smith and he was Mark Brunell. So, I mean, I guess I was a fan during the the good days, but been a fan through and through and honestly just didn't start really getting serious into it till probably the Gus Bradley days, which is not really a proud thing to say, but I'm still here. We're all still here. We're glad so, to have you. And, uh, yeah, man, I love the I love our subs so much. We got the we have the best fucking memes out of all the NFL subs, right? I, I do right. I do want to credit uh, most of those top tier memes to uh, Brode because he's a fucking uh, a yeah. wizard with uh, with Photoshop and uh, uh, After Effects. Top, yeah, top tier. dude, that dude's a fucking goat, man. Like, I'll like go to other <laughs> subs and see what they got. Like, when funny shit happens, like the other teams, like if you go on the lines, it's always the same shit, you know, with Matthew Stafford. But like ours is like, there's always something original and something like that that comes out of him, and it's like, oh man, it's like win or lose, I can find something to laugh at <laughs> besides the football team, right? Uh, okay, r- a really important question though, Runin. Uh, what do you think of the Wednesday Frog? <laughs> oh man i like how everybody's bringing this up because like we keep changing shit up it's like oh you put phoebe cates up like every single week in 2017 and we go 11 and 5 and then we don't see her as much in 2018 but we lose all the games and then we bring wednesday frog back but we're not going to put anything on him this year but turn it into a gift so i mean i'm all in favor for any kind of magic <laughs> but i mean i'm a jack i mean i've been a jags fan my whole life so i'll take anything we can get go i mean like that first fucking 
first quarter of that damn Thursday night game, I was like, okay, let me see what clothes I got on. All right, I'm going to be wearing this for every single fucking Sunday for the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't remember what I did for I don't remember what I did for this Thursday win, but I think I'm just gonna have to keep it up and do whatever I did. Oh, I think I had pizza before. Yeah, I had pizza, so that I had I had Whataburger, and it was good. Nice. Yeah, we don't have Whataburger around here. Um, uh, well, let's kick this bad boy off. Speaking of this past Thursday night, uh, the Jags did walk away with the W. Uh, what was the score? Twenty to seven. Twenty seven. 20 to 7. Uh, I think, uh, see, when, when Locksman and I talked last week, he his guess was 9 to nine to, nine to 7, I think, and mine was 14 to 7. So, uh, uh, you know, it was a relatively low-scoring game compared to some of the, some of the other high-scoring games we've seen around the league this year. But uh, I don't give a shit. We won. Uh, we finally fucking, finally fucking beat the Titans. Yeah. So, um, uh, Runin, what did you think of the game this week? Uh, you were there, right? Yes, sir. I was there. Oh, man. You, you know, this whole season's been, like, probably one of the more weirder seasons. It was, like, the first game, you know, I thought I was like, oh, this may be the year I finally kill myself. Poles <laughs> <You know, laughs> go, goes down in 10 places. The Eagles are my NFC team, and seeing them win the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, my God, one of my teams won the Super Bowl. And him coming to Jacksonville is a dream come true. And he, I see him get hurt in person. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And then Minshew comes in. And I was like, okay, maybe we got something. And then the other half of me is telling me, no, don't get hyped at all. And then, you know, Houston happens, you know, blaming coaches. Then Jalen says he wants to leave. And then this Thursday night game happens. And I'm fucking pumped again. You know, I'm excited for the season. It was a great game. I mean, I honestly thought at one point we were going to blow him out of the water. You know, just, you know, DD drive, key mistakes. I think we had the small stuff, but, you know, obviously, I, I, defense, man. Oh, my God. I know, I know we'll get to that, but that game, there's something special. If you, I don't know if you guys ever been to a, a Thursday night game or any kind of night game, in, but for some reason, there's like a different kind of juice in the building when there's a night game there. It's like the whole city shows up and, you know, the Duval chants and everything like that are just, like, echoing through the stadium. It, it's – you get goosebumps from it. And, like, that first that first quarter when I got through, I, I knew it was going to be good. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in for a good night tonight. I actually um, – I don't know if I told you all this. I know I told a few people. I've put a post, but see, I, this is my first year being a season ticket holder, and – they got a program called the Jaguars one, which is for first time season ticket holders. And they sent me an email about a week before the game saying that they were running a promotion for getting to hold the American flag on the stadium. And, you know, like you got to register it's first come first serve sign up. So I'm like, Oh sure. Why not? And I sign up for it. And two days before the fucking game, I get an email and I got picked. So I was actually on the field for the national anthem which they don't show on tv so nobody right. can see me which kind of sucked but that was probably one of the most coolest fucking things i've ever done in my life because one you're on the field which is badass as shit and like the we were there for presentation and the guy is like yeah you're gonna be walking around you know it's real important you focus because you're gonna be bumping into players while they're warming up and i'm like players. there's no way there's a multi-million dollar athletes we go out there on the damn field, and I shit you not, 
literally to my left, if I stick my hand out, I'm touching a Titans player, Titans offensive lineman. If I stick my right hand out, I'm touching Marcus Mariota warming up. So <laughs> that's how fucking close we're on the field. I was like, holy shit, this guy was not joking. But that was that was surreal. I really wish they would have shown it on TV because they have like a middle school that came in and like sang sung the anthem. Like one of the local schools, fantastic. It was great. But that whole game, loved every bit of it. Small small things, obviously. I think it could have been done better. I think we could have blown them out of the water. But overall, a win is a win, and I think we're heading in the right direction with Minshew at the helm. Right, I agree with you, and uh, I'm glad you got to go out on the field. That is, that's pretty that's badass. Legit. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing, uh, I just just to pick apart some things you were saying there. Um, I actually went to a Thursday night game. Um, it was Jags versus Titans. It was the one in Tennessee where we just got our shit kicked in, um, and that was like fire Gus Bradley. Uh, but that was like the first Jags game I went to in ten years, and oh, I, I just felt I felt so embarrassed going there. <laughs> Um, it was like one of the worst experiences. Um, and another thing you actually mentioned, which we didn't really get that much of, um, it sounded like you were like a big full supporter when we first signed him. Is that right? Or is that what you said? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. We we rarely got like that many people that, you know, were very excited for him. Um, I know like me and JC were kind of not, not big full supporters, um, when we first signed him. Uh, but you know, Naturally, he's a Jag, so we support him now. Uh, but what was, your, what was your reasoning on that? Um, I mean, other than one being, you know, an Eagles fan as well, like that's my NFC team. But my dad grew up in New Jersey, so, like, I've always rooted for the Philadelphia fans. So, like, it's always been, you know, watching them on TV whenever they're on because that's what he'd watch if none of the local teams are on. But, man, I've, I've always liked them, you know, when he was with the Eagles, you know, they had that 27-2 and two season, which was great, and – you know, I'd always liked him, you know, I know we had like some ups and down season, you know, got hurt a lot when he was with some other teams and man, when, when he got re-signed and brought back and I was like, oh man, this is, this is great. I said, Phil, I said, it's great. He's back with the Eagles, you know, Wentz is balling out and everything like that. I said, man, I said, it'd be great if he'd get a, get a Super Bowl ring. Cause I'm like, he deserves it. Cause you know, he was, he was part of them Chip, Chip Kelly teams that, you know, when Chip Kelly came in and just got rid of Shady and everything like that, you know, that whole damn situation was just real ugly. And, man, I, when he, when Wentz went down and he came in, I was like, at first, I was real skeptical. You know, at the time, you know, because like the Eagles and the Jags were doing real good that year, both in 2017. And, you know, I had said like that week, like, halfway through the season i was like jags eagles super bowl bucket you know just nonsense bullshit because you know those are my two favorite teams <laughs> right you know i i'm just and everybody was like I, I posted that on the nfl sub and they were like yeah oh, that'd be actually pretty cool you know both teams ever won a super bowl you know of course it would be you don't see the damn patriots or somebody or some random nfc team in it anymore and we uh you know, obviously, Wentz goes down, Foles comes in, you know, they make a playoff run, and you know, that, there was that close Falcons game, and I was like, man, this is crazy. And then, you know, the championship games, you know, me, my half-assed self, you know, because that game was 1 o'clock. The AFC championship game was first, you know. I went from nervous, nervous, excited, excited, nervous, nervous, to depressed all within three and a half hours. <laughs> right. And, you know, wanting to kill myself. And then, you know, my, my dad, you know, he's like, well, the Eagles could go back in. And I still got a 2004 Super Bowl hat for the Eagles, like for the NFC championship. Like, I still got it. And I was 10 years old when that shit happened, when they went and played in Jacksonville. 
And oh, that's legit. I, I didn't even forgot I was down there in Jacksonville for that yep. too. Super Bowl thirty nine. Um, man, I didn't even watch that NFC Championship game. Like, I was just so bummed out. Oh man, I was so like, that's probably one of the worst feelings I've ever had next to Foles getting hurt. And they win. They're going to the Super Bowl. You know, they're playing the Eagles, and I'm like, oh my god, this shit's happening again. I'm gonna watch this game. And I'm probably gonna cry like I did when I was ten years old when they lost. And obviously, you know, Foles comes out and he's playing like, what the fuck? And, you know, he wins the Super Bowl. You know, I'm pumped. You know, I'm all excited. Again, you know, the season was actually good. And, you know, then he gets, you know, released and everything like last year. And I was like, man, I said, wouldn't it be some shit? Because, you know, the Jags weren't doing good. You know, obviously Blake was probably going, you know, was going to get canned. And, just, you know, we went from 11 and 5 to being a dumpster fire again. So, you know, good old Jacksonville football, and I'd be like, man, it'd be some shit so if we could get him. So this team gets rid of Blake, which I thought at the time we weren't going to get rid of Blake because, you know, Blake single-handedly beats the shit out of the Patriots week two, and you're like, what the fuck? I bought my dad a damn Blake Bortles jersey, like, the afternoon, <laughs> like after that damn Patriots game. I, I shit you not. It's still sitting in his closet. And, you know, I thought... Blake, I got three of those, so... I thought Blake was the fucking man after that game. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, dude, we got our Mark Brunell. Like, we're about to kick ass and chew bubble gum. You know, we're going to go back to the good old days when we were actually competitive. And, you know, and then Kansas City happens, and then... Everything and else then he, dies. And then he got benched for Cody Kessler. <laughs> yep. yep. Comes, in in, comes in in Miami game. You know, everybody's getting all emotional and everything. You know, we bring the up boats and the down boats back. And, you know, it's like, yeah, he's going out, man. You know, yep. raise your bortles. And, you know, he goes away. And then we get foals, you know, and I'm, I'm all like, oh, man, this is great. So we got an experienced quarterback. That was my biggest thing is we had an experienced quarterback because – Nine out of ten times, it feels like when free agents come to Jacksonville, they're just chasing money. I mean, it just feels like they're chasing money. I mean, we've had so many free agents that have, like, not panned out, like, big names. And, you know, we've had a few names that weren't that big of a name that have actually done great with us. But, you know, when Foles came in, I was excited, you know. Even though I only got to see him play that Miami preseason game only once, you know, I was excited because – you actually get season. You actually get preseason tickets with your season tickets. I didn't know that, and so I got to go to that Falcon, not Falcons. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was Falcons and uh, Eagles game. It was the first time I got to see, see the Eagles play, and he wasn't there, and you know, he was, so I didn't get to see him play at all. And then that Chiefs game happened, and he threw that fucking dime of a ball, that damn moonshot. And when he caught <laughs> when he caught that damn touchdown pass, I'm like, we may lose this game, fifty six to forty eight. And I said, because I am not expecting to beat fucking Patrick Mahomes of all people. But I'm like, we got ourselves a damn quarterback. And then I saw in the replay that he was kind of like getting up slow, and I'm like, ah, he's probably just gingerly, you know, something. I kind of fell down hard. And then I read the bottom left when the next series comes out that he's hurt. Minshew comes in, and I'm like, what the fuck? And um, <laughs> And, you know, I'm sitting there scrolling through Reddit, NFL, like where the, while the game's going on, I'm like, somebody, I'm like, somebody, Schefter, somebody's got to get a report on there. And then the first thing I see is possible broken collarbone. I didn't give a fucking shit if that damn game, if we had came back and beat that team by 30. I wanted to go home. Dude, I was sick to my stomach. I didn't care, win or lose, 
10 plays and your $88 million, however much they paid for him, quarterback goes down. And then you got your backup who kind of had highs and lows and your that just did absolute you know dog shit at sometimes in preseason, which come to find out it was because he was playing with the backups that sucked. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and, you know, we we left. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was 110 degrees at that game. It was ridiculous, <laughs> no lie. It was the first game I've ever left like the actual stadium at halftime, went back into the main concourse. And then saw that there was like 500 people like sitting outside watching the game through the tunnel and everybody went to Daly's place. And I was like, let me go get my shit real quick. And I go, went back up to my seats, grabbed all our stuff because they had these little flags that they gave away and everything like that. Got all my stuff and went back down. We watched the rest of the game up until like nine minutes left to go in the fourth from the fucking tunnel that had wind and nice AC coming from it with like a shit ton of other people. Literally just watched it off the Jumbotron, where we were at. So, but yeah, I, yeah. I can't imagine going to those, those fucking games in the heat in Jacksonville this time of the year. Dude, somebody made a post. I think it was after that damn game. Like, why the hell can we not do anything like the Dolphins do? Like when the Dolphins put that like awning in, whatever you want to call it. I thought that was genius. I thought that was the best damn thing. So yeah, their team may suck and never win the division until Brady and Belichick retires. But I thought that was a genius thing. I'm like, why can't we do that? But yeah, that's what thing unfolds. I've always liked him. You know, if Minshew does good for us, you know, we go eight and four, or something like that, in the first twelve weeks, and then Foles comes back, and you know, they put him as a starter, regardless how good Minshew's doing, and he full, he does his old fool's things and leads us to the promised land and you know he'll be the savior of Jacksonville too but you know obviously you know if he comes in which is going to be super freaking awkward and if he comes in and you know doesn't play as good or plays like he does like he did for some of the other teams that weren't Philadelphia you know obviously people are going to hate him you know there's a few people right now that are like oh just cut him cut him you know give Jalen that money and, you know, I mean, I'm at the point now where if anybody's in and you're winning the game for us, I'll take it. I mean, I like Minshew. He's great. You know, we got the whole mustache thing going. I like Foles, you know, big dick Nick, you know, long poles Foles. <laughs> you know, we, we are the ultimate. We are like the ultimate mean team. I mean. I mean, we we may go four and twelve or three and thirteen, but I bet you we'll have the best spiciest memes out of all the land. That's true. Uh, while we're talking about Minshew, uh, let's uh, let's touch on his game this past Thursday. Uh, let's see. Uh, he had a he had a good game. He was, he was twenty for thirty, uh, two hundred four yards, two TDs, no interceptions. Uh, that first quarter, um, he had a the he had two touchdowns in the first quarter. And uh, and then he just he was slinging dimes the rest of the game, but uh, you know we had that that drop um, that DD dropped in the end zone. That was a probably the prettiest pass he threw all night. Um, but uh, so uh, Kramatos, what did you think of uh, Minshew this past week? Uh, well, number one, next week when we go to the Carolina game, I'm wearing Jorts mustache. The whole nine yards. So get ready for those pictures. <laughs> nice. <Number two>, <laughs> my wife's already pissed. Um, <laughs> but uh, number two, his decision making is something we haven't seen in, uh, since Burnell, uh, Gerard type years. Um, accuracy, 
top titty. Um, just some of the throws. I, I think it was one of the sideline throws he made to, I think it was to Didi. Um, just put a beautiful ball um, right where only he could catch it. Um, passes are accurate. Like what I see. Keep in mind, he is still a rookie. He's ha- he's had two starts under the belt. So um, hopefully we'll see a little bit more, um, you know, just more. I don't even know where the fuck I'm going here. So cut that. Um, <laughs> but hopefully you leave it at whatever. Um, hopefully he just continues progressing. Um, I He's off to a great start. I think, you know, he's broke like so many records already. Um, best three starts for a rookie quarterback of all time. Um, accuracy. He think he's hovering around like 70% accuracy on the year, uh, which is just absolutely absurd. His yardage isn't the greatest yet, but I'm not really that worried about it um, per se yet, but we'll see. Uh, touchdowns. He's got one interception on the year, which we couldn't see because of the blackout. Uh, which was no. which was the one that uh, dropped off of Fournette's hands. Uh, other than that, I love it. Um, something we haven't had in a while is, you know, a quarterback we can fully get excited upon for. Uh, we've you know, gotten excited for Bortles when you know he turns into good Bortles, um, plays well, and then you know next game he would stink. Uh, but gives us a little bit of hope. Uh, just something that we haven't seen yet. and fully accurate quarterback naturally. We've seen that Foles dime, Foles, and then Foles dies, and then <laughs> here comes our six-round rookie quarterback that comes in, and it just exceeds expectations way past what I expected out of him um, after the preseason showing. So, right. uh, I'll, I'll accept it. Uh, how did the uh, How did the stadium feel watching Minshew Thursday night, bro? Man, so. <laughs> I don't know why they did this. This was so stupid. Because at the time, like, okay, so this is our third game. You know, Minshew. Okay, so one, out of every five people that walk by, out of men, three of them are probably wearing a fucking bandana and have shaved their beard and are just rocking a mustache. There was that <laughs> many There was that many people there that was rocking a mustache. And if if he continues to be good, and, you know, for these next two games uh, that are away, when we come back, home for New Orleans, I will shave my beard and just rock that <laughs> damn porn star mustache. Minshew mania, game. baby. Minchie yeah. mania. I can't, I can't grow a good enough mustache but to dude. pull it off. Like, I, I, so I, can gr- I can grow a solid beard, but like my, my mustache is what's lacking. So, <laughs> Man, when we, came, we had to go out, we were lined up. The guy was like, so Leonard Fournette's the last guy coming out for player introductions. And I'm like, why the hell is Leonard coming out? Yeah, I like Leonard, but I can't mention you come out. This place will literally pop like Stone Cold's coming out. <laughs> but but Minshew comes out, and this place just erupts. You know, people cheer for certain players and everything like that, but I'm talking like place just blew up, like went 0 to 100. I'm talking like Ramsey getting a pick six, blowing up 100. And... He comes out there, and I'm looking at the Jumbotron, and he has got that damn big-ass, cheeky-ass smile that, you know, he has <laughs> coming out smiling the whole time. And I'm like, this motherfucker right here. But that that brings up some uh, a good point that I want to point out really quick is that Minshew always looks like he enjoys playing football. Like, he never, uh, you know, like even if we're losing, 
or you know, even if something goes bad, like he he never looks he he doesn't look defeated, like he's not having fun. He's he's always smiling, and he always looks like he he enjoys playing football. I, I love it for sure. Yeah, it's just smiling and. Uh, you know, actually seeing him like interact with more and more of the players, which is really awesome, uh, especially for for a fucking rookie quarterback. You just right him leading the team um, is just huge. Uh, yeah, which I'll accept it. Yeah, it's like he he got he got thrust into a leadership role uh, out of nowhere, basically. You know, and it, it looks like he's it looks like he, you know he's accepted that role. Uh, and it looks, and the other players seem seem to have really gotten behind him. So it's it's really nice to see. For sure. Yeah, yep. And I think uh, I think Foles is doing a really good job uh, help mentoring him on the sideline too. Yeah, so right. Yeah, that, of course, that plays a plays a huge piece into that as well. But like another thing on Minshew, you know, like his stats and everything like that. Like I'd like to point out that his his past completion rating was a 69% for that Thursday night game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Very nice. Very nice. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, other than the DD play, you know, I, I think he plays, he's extremely smart. You know, one, he played for four damn schools. So I hope he'd be smart, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, you know, obviously, you know, we could add more touchdowns, you know, he didn't force anything. The only thing I felt like that probably that hurt his production, which I still try to figure out, is I want to know how much he's actually calling his own plays because that was that thing in that Chiefs game. They just let him call his own plays in that whole rest of that Chiefs game, and y'all saw what happened. And then they let him call his own plays in the last two minutes of that Houston game, and right. we saw what happened. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like <laughs> – Jesus Christ, I said, if we're letting this guy call his own plays and he's doing all this shit, then why don't we do this every single game and let him Peyton Manning this shit or something? Right. But, but yeah, I mean, I ain't worried about the yards. You know, I'm, uh, as long as he goes out there and don't go throwing two, three interceptions a game and just goes out and balls out, helps the team win, I am all for it. Yeah. And uh, just kind of just hitting off of that, you know, getting him help. Uh, one thing that game that was just a weird ass anomaly going on in that game was Fournette. Um, 15 rushes, total of 66 yards with a long of 69. At one point, he was at like negative 0.6 yards per attempt. Um, so, what do you guys kind of have on that? I, I do have one one of the stats was that he was hit, you know, seven times in the backfield before, you know as the snap was coming. So, you know, naturally that's going to take a huge effect as far as, you know, his rushes. Um, you guys got anything on that or just, just a quick touch on, on big, big Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, you know, I've always liked Fournette, you know, coming out of LSU. So, you know, I've always expected big things from him. You know, he kind of talks a little big too, you know, Obviously, from his rookie season, you know, bringing himself into contact, you know, bring his, putting his hands up, come at me. But that game, man, you know, you know, obviously, you know, we played a couple decent defenses this year. You know, I mean, Houston and Tennessee's. I mean, I think Tennessee's is like average at best. But you know, obviously, next week when we go into Denver, you know, we'll get to play up against Mon Miller and them guys. So. 
it'll be big to see how that's going to go. But, yeah, I don't know what the deal was. You know, a lot of people can say, you know, is it the line? Is it Lanny? You know, that was a good thing that you brought up about, you know, how many times he was hitting the backfield, and that's what it was feeling. But, like, the biggest thing for me that was so weird was how in the hell is he getting hit in the backfield so many times, but yet Minshew doesn't get sacked at all that whole entire game. Yeah, I'm like, that, the, I'm, the pass blocking, I will say. I mean, he didn't didn't take a sack all game. Um, I think he only had two first Tennessee taken, um, and then the Chiefs, I can't remember. But the pass blocking, I will say, is has been very impressive, um, especially even with, you know, Rookie, well, what Richardson was left tackle. I don't. I, I know Cam was back. I don't know. Did Richardson go into the right guard? I don't remember that. Uh, he got. Um, I think he got benched for Cam. Yeah, I, I, I think. Uh, I think Will and Cam, or not uh, Cam, a Can. Um, I think Richardson and Can kind of, uh, kind of swapped out there at right guard. Um, but Can did did start the game. Um. I believe, uh, for, from what I recall, uh, seeing or hearing or reading uh, this past week is that they're kind of going to uh, split snaps, those two. Battle it out. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah so, need, competition is good. Yeah, they need to. I mean, they got to figure something out because, you know, I don't know what Lenny's average is. I mean, I'm sure it's probably around like 60 yards or something like that, but. I mean, if he's going to keep performing like that, regardless if it's your line problem or a running back problem, they're just going to, you know, stop stacking the box and going to try to – you're going to have to beat them in the air. And, I mean, teams are going to adjust that. I mean, shit, we saw that with, like, what, week five or week six when in 2017 when teams just started stacking the box. You know, oh, they're going to run it a lot because, you know, people were still skeptical on Bortles. You know, like, oh, they're just going to give it to Fournette. Just stack the box. Just keep stacking the box. So, I mean, but if they're not stacking the box, then there should be no excuse. I mean, yeah, if Aaron Donald's on the other side of the line or J.J. Watt, yeah, it's a completely different story. I get that. But when you play against, like, a team like the Titans, who who they got on defense, that one guy who talks a lot of shit on the line or something like that, I don't know. And Jarrell Casey. Yeah, Jarrell Casey. I mean, they have some decent players. Fuck but, Jarrell yeah. Casey. Yeah, Jarrell Casey. That's who I was thinking of. I mean, yeah, they got some decent players, but – I think that was the first game I think I watched that I can remember that I saw a running back having negative yards. I didn't know he had negative yards till before that big, before that 69-yard run, but I had a pretty good close assumption that he had close to like maybe 10 or less than that or under zero because I would check ESPN just to see who like league leaders were because they were doing a shit job of keeping it up on the damn scoreboard, which is probably why because they had negative yards. But... And I saw that Minshew, I think, was the leading rusher of like 16 yards. This was like in the third quarter. And I'm like, yeah, this ain't good. <laughs> it definitely wasn't good. It was painful to watch. And then they just kept doing it, uh, which I understand why. They they want to get Leonard going. And obviously these, these coaches really want to run the football. We know that. But, I mean, when it's when it's not working, I feel like you, you got to try something different. You got to take a break from it for a while, you know. And, I mean, Leonard really didn't run the ball all that much. He only had uh, 15 carries, uh, 14. If you, you know, you, you just take away that 69-yard run, he had, he had 14 carries. Um, so it, it's not like he had a ton of touches, but it, I, I, guess it, I guess it felt like more than it was because of 
uh, just how little yards he was gaining. So, I mean, you think if you run the ball 14 times and you don't gain a single yard, you know, maybe maybe you want to try something different for a little while, you know, Th- throw in another back or, 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 you know, run outside, stop, stop running between the tackles or something, you know, but, um, uh, I mean, I guess I it eventually, some... I guess it eventually paid off with the 69 yard run, but I mean, geez, he's, you can't, you can't take 99% of your, of your runs up the middle for negative five yards. Right. I mean, I mean, he, he didn't seem that explosive either. I mean, like, because he got caught on that run. I initially thought he was gone. You know, it felt like the damn Steelers game. He had that 90-yard run. I was like, oh, he's gone. And then I just see, I don't know who it was, catching his ass, and I'm like, this. I said, if he gets caught, I said, he ain't going to see the damn ball again. And which, of course, they gave it to him again. He didn't go nowhere. Yeah, I, I we started that game off in Jags fashion that I just I wanted to point out, too. We started with the game with a... Fournette run up the middle for nine yards and then 10 yard holding penalty. So I uh, just <laughs> thought that was kind of funny because that's exactly how I would expect every game to kind of start. Um, something else uh, we're starting to see, we'll kind of touch on this a little bit even more even, um, but we're starting to see maybe an emergence of a number one wide receiver. Um, we thought everybody kind of thought it was going to be DD, uh, especially with that false connection that we've seen in that preseason game, but sharks starting to show up. Um, I'm starting to like it, uh, especially just because of how much shit that guy took. Um, him and that entire 2018, well, him and you know Taven on that 2018 class, they just took so much shit. Um, but DJ's starting to show up. I'm starting to, you know, coming into the season, we had such a big question mark at the wide receiver position. Um, and right now, you just don't really hear anybody kind of talking about that, uh, which I think is just awesome, um, at least from the way that they progressed from last year all the way to this year. Um, DD, DD's emergence is probably one of the biggest things. Conley doesn't look bad. Um, I, I, I like it. Um, I like a wide receiving core. It's not an elite wide receiving core, but it's going to work. Um, but I just wanted to touch on DJ there. Um, just seeing him, you know, from last year to this year, just making that big jump that we were, we really just needed to see. Um, we need playmakers on that offense. Uh, he's just starting to show up. Uh, he's catching the ball. I don't. I can't recall any of his drops. Um, whereas you know, DD had three last game. Um, what do you guys got? You guys got anything quick on uh, DJ there? Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of of DJ Chark. Uh, I, I I talked a lot of shit about him last year too, and, and I think <laughs> I think mostly everybody talked shit about him. Uh, speaking of people talking shit, uh, last week Locksman did tell me that. Uh, he was glad you weren't there because you were going to make him. Eat <laughs> uh, so much. I'm crow. saving it for the end of the year because I am just going to roast <laughs> the shit out of him. No, he just uh, slammed. Each- I remember that draft day threat. You know, I'm going to pull that up while uh, while we're talking here. But uh, yeah, d- <laughs> yeah, yeah. DJ's DJ's playing lights out. Uh, and 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 Min- Minshew's getting him the ball uh, in in perfect spots for him to catch it too. So. Uh, yeah, big big fan of the way DJ Chark's playing this year. Um, uh, obviously, I think it's clear he's our number one wideout uh, in 2019, uh, and he, I I imagine that he will remain to be uh, that number one target. Yeah, I I think Chark this year, you know, has been a night and day difference, you know, from last year, but that seems to be a trend 
with this team for the last three, four seasons, you know, night and day difference with receivers, you know. We go back to 2017, you know, it was Marquise Lee. Third downs, he's always converting in third downs. You know, Lee was the man, you know. You know, he thought he was going, you know, the butterfingers, you know, for a while. All of a sudden, you know, shows up. And then last year, snaps his leg. You know, next man up, you know. And then Westbrook comes in. You think Westbrook's going to be the next guy. You know, and he's he's doing all this stuff. And, you know, like, okay, maybe we got this. And, you know, and then Westbrook had a bit of drops this year doing problem. And then Chark, you know, Chark not the best last year. And all of a sudden, you're looking like a superstar for us. You know, what we define as a superstar. But I absolutely love what he was doing. I know he's, like, probably, what, top five, if close to that, in receiving yards in the NFL. I know he was number one or two for a bit coming into that Thursday night game. But, um... Leaving yeah, the man. Thursday night game, yeah, he was number one naturally just because we had an extra game, but... Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm I'm loving what he's doing. You know, I always joke around, you know, when you see quarterbacks and their favorite targets, you know, Bortles was always Lee. And, you know, Foles seems to be Westbrook, and, you know, Minshew's a chart, and I just think it's probably because they start him in their fantasy league or something. <laughs> Just keep riding that luck, dude. Uh, yeah, so DJ Chark is 10th in the NFL. And rece- he's tie- actually, he's tied for 8th in the NFL and receiving. Um, but I'm just pulling this uh, this quick Laxman quote um, just because I kind of thought it was funny. And, you know, wh- why not? Um, just to shit on Lauman a little bit more here. So um, I went back to that draft day thread of when we picked it. Uh, I, said, I said, I like it. The boy's fast. He's very fast. And Lauman decides to reply to me. He says, if you're 6'3", fast as fuck, why do you fall to the third round? You know, that's kind of tons of wide receivers do. But ignoring that point, he says, oh, yeah, because you suck ass at doing everything else wide receivers are supposed to do. Can't catch, can't run routes. Dude is our wide receiver five. But, hey, at least he'll be good on special teams. (laughs) Uh, I just wanted to slam lax there. But (laughs) he is, he is, he is, he is great on special teams, so. Um, Hey, at least you got that right, Lax. Um, Looking at, so we kind of touched on the offense a lot. Um, Next thing I guess kind of up is just talking about that defense, man. Um, Keep in mind, you know, Mariota isn't a uh, top 32 quarterback in the NFL. Um, Probably put him around maybe top 50. Who knows? Um, But one thing about our defense that came up this year, you know, came up on Thursday night was that defensive line. Um, we ended that night with seven sacks, which was awesome. Or not seven, nine sacks. My apologies there. Um, we've seen Dwan Smoot get his first, uh, actually he had two sacks. Um, so we've seen him get his first sacks. Uh, we've seen our subs favorite boy, Taven Bryan, uh, rack oh, up his boy. first career sack. Um, Calais Campbell, he got back to, uh, the mayor of earth, uh, Mike Hager and, uh, so he racked in three sacks, four tackles for losses, five QB hits. Um, I remember actually game two. Some people, uh, not going to call out some names, but some people were, you know, asking it has Calais already fallen off? He's worthless. Um, game two. So um, I just like to see that that coming out. Um, Josh Allen racked up two sacks there. Um, so he's already balling out. Um, what do you guys got? Anything else, at least on the defensive line there? I talk all night about damn defense. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead, Rudin. Tell us what you got. Oh, man. You know, um, I'll start off probably with Calais. You know, 
how he said about, you know, people starting, you know, thinking about, you know, kind of falling off a little bit. You know, I've seen, you know, if we look at the timeline that we've had them, you know, kind of look at the later years that we've had them now, you know, you know, having a little bumps and bruises here and there. But, you know, you know that 2017 year, you know, we, we thought we had, oh, man, this this guy right here is going to show out for us. You know, that, that Houston game right out the gate, first game, you know, four sacks, boom. And, you know, that whole year, you know, whole year was crazy. But, man, Campbell, man, was balling out. Like, I love it when the bat, you know, baseball, bat, sledgehammer, whatever you think you want celebration i love it i do it every time he gets a sack you know he was he was just killing it man he was killing it and i want to i probably you know the name that we didn't talk about that much i'm pretty sure he played was didn't ngakwe play in that game uh he played he played last week but he didn't play versus the texans or what about but he did play in the titans game yeah yeah he didn't okay. record a sack or a tackle. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, not a tackle. He got four tackles, two solos, no sacks, no tackle for loss. Okay. Yeah. yeah he yeah. he was uh he was involved in in a lot of the pressures on Mariota, but he he just uh didn't get there quick enough off the edge as like Calais was just swarming uh swarming the inside. So I mean. Uh, as think, fast as Calais was moving, uh, Allen was able to get pressure on the edge, but Calais was just getting through the middle so fast. I think it was that first or second sack he had. I can't remember which one it was. Where he, it almost like he was unblocked. And it's like as soon as Mariota dropped back for that last yeah. step, it was like boom, hit him like immediately. And I was like, Dude! the whole stadium erupted when that happened. I remember but, that. That was like a third down, and that knocked him out of field goal yeah, range too. Yeah, we had so like there were so many big sacks where like I thought like man they're going to convert here, and we'd come up. With, I think we had one drive. I think we had back to back or something like that. I think it was back to back sacks. But yeah, Calais was killing it. You know, Nagakwe was doing his thing. Um, Josh Allen has been insane for us so far. You know he. You know, he's not, you know, putting up crazy, insane numbers. You know, like a one guy, he's got eight sacks already in the NFL. But everything that he's done so far, A-plus-plus plus for me. Worth it. Worth the pick. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, get you know, on the sub, sometimes get pissed because, you know, it seems that we just have a major hard-on for in the draft. And, you know, he was out there killing it. You know, I hope if he, if he stays healthy – and has a good work ethic, keeps that work ethic up, we'll be in for something real special, real special. But um, probably the biggest shock of the night, and I thought he'd probably have one of the more bigger impacts on the whole game, is, you know, our boy, Taven Bryan. I was surprised how much he was getting in the backfield, and at one point I was thinking either one, he'd actually kind of maybe showing up, or two, this Titans offensive line is literally made paper but i was really i was really surprised how much he was getting in the backfield and putting pressure it's funny as shit because if you go back to the preseason games and like watch him trying to get some sacks it's so fucking hilarious i'd laugh my ass off at him because he'd be sitting there chasing quarterbacks and he'd dive oh oh i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you like that commercial with the dollar yeah the guy's got the dollar and like oh you almost got it and he would miss it at the last second and whip it what is that that's the red green show i think yeah but he he finally 
finally showed up. You know, I hope he gets five tackles and Jaguar Gator Nine eats that pizza like he said in that one thread. He said he said he'd eat a pizza, a whole pizza, if Taven gets five tackles. Been there, been there. Sounds like uh, sounds like another guy I remember a couple years ago eating a pizza. Weird. Uh, One thing. So his uh, stat line for the night was uh, one sack, one tackle for loss, two quarterback hits, and that was Taven's night. So yeah, uh, that's what that's what we drafted him for, and that's what I wanted to see. That's like super. That's Super Bowl performance for him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, he just keeps going on, just because we need that. Oh yeah. Um, so, JC, you got anything on him? Um, Taven's been playing uh, a lot better uh, than I expected, honestly. Uh, and I, I'm glad he's turned it around. Um, I never, uh, I never wanted him to to play badly, and I never particularly wanted to shit on him too bad. I, I wanted to give him more time, and you know, I, I think he's, I think he's playing pretty well. Uh, the rest of the defense lights out. Uh, this, you know, obviously uh, week one, uh, week one they were off, uh, but the last two weeks, man, they've they've really turned it around. And Kalias on uh, uh, Thursday night, man, was uh, he, he looked uh, he looked like a monster. And uh, I, I hope the defense keeps it up the rest of the season. Yeah, one thing, uh, just want to point out um, from that game was. Derrick Henry, 17 rushes, 44 yards, 2.6 average. Give fucked. Um, um, which is just awesome. So that's what we wanted to see, especially you know, after last year's Dude, embarrassing. There was, I, I can't remember who it was. I think it may have been Ronnie Harrison in that game because, you know, Henry, you know, he's tall, he's big, you know, he tries to truck people. There was one, I think, where Harrison, like, tried to get up under him and almost like picked him up and slammed him. Yeah. Like he was trying to power bomb his ass or something like that. Yeah, I, was I like, remember shit. exactly the player talking about. Because uh, like, you got to hit them low. You got to take them guys out. And it sucks that you got to go at people's legs, but what the hell are you supposed to do with a running back that big? You go high, it's just gonna, you're going to bounce right off of him. Yeah. Uh, one thing I just do want to kind of just kind of bullshit about Um the way that game could have flipped um, outside of us, you know, running that score up. DD catches that touchdown. We're three score lead. Um, but, you know, we start that game with that, that punt fumble, you know, the punt fumble uh, from a Dory Jackson, uh, Andrew Wingard um, forces the fumble. We get the ball, we score, uh, get the ball back, score again. We're up 14, nothing. I think it was that series. Maybe it was that series, or maybe it was a series after um, where, the defense, or no, it was uh, Derrick Henry had a screen, and he had a wide open field in front of him, and he oh, just and he dropped it. Screen. Oh, yeah. Dropped. Um, I'm just thinking back, like, if those two plays don't happen, or those two plays don't, you know, the balls don't bounce our way on those, like, how much of a different game that is. But that's football. Um, you know, just those tiny, two, those two tiny differences could have been the difference between winning and losing. Um, just something I wanted to point out that was you know, just kind of a little goofy and think just to think about there. Oh, yeah. Um, what else do we have here? I don't really think we have anything else. Um, unless you guys can think anything. I mean, we can just go ahead and just talk about next week versus... Uh, who the fuck? Why can't I think of this? Um, Bronco. Yeah, Broncos. versus the Broncos. Yeah, what do yeah. you guys got? Yeah, let's talk about next week. First, I do want to shout out um, the guy from the Broncos sub who uh, posted on the subreddit today. Um, 
a uh, an open invite to Jaguars fans going to the uh, game next week or this coming week, I guess, in Denver. Uh, tailgate, Jaguars Broncos tailgate. Um, there's an open invite for Jaguars fans to come by and get some food and uh, and hang out at the tailgate. So, uh, um, <clears throat> obviously, uh, Bolt City Brigade will be there. This is one of their travel games this year. Um, so if you're not too busy hanging out at the BCB tailgate, uh, swing by, uh, swing by this, uh, tailgate over here and grab some food and some booze and have a good time. But should be plenty of, plenty of fun, uh, at least in the parking lot tailgating before the game. Um, as for the game, uh, as for the game, I think we'll, I think we'll be okay. Um, Denver's defense has been surprisingly bad this year considering a couple of the guys that they have on that squad in uh let's see von miller and uh chubb, who's, who's harris. chubb yeah yeah nick nick chubb i mean they, they've chris got some harris. names yeah chris harris. they've got some names on that defense and you know surprisingly they haven't been playing very well so um, I'm hoping. Yeah, uh, there was a. I seen a stat. It was on actually on the NFL subreddit, but that they are like the first team in NFL history to not have a sack yep. or a turnover in the first three games of the season. Yeah, that's and, pretty crazy. And I'm hoping that doesn't change this week. Yeah, that's um, hope. Um, not to mention, you know, one big thing about going, you know, playing that game is we are going against statue Joe Flacco, right. uh, which last time we played Joe Flacco was in London. And what was the final score of that? 44 to 7. He just looked like absolute garbage. Um, our, D, our D line just swarmed him and hoping hoping we can see a uh, same, same type of situation there. So, um I'll go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and throw out a prediction here. I actually, I see 24 to 10 Jags. Um, I hate that we're going on the road in Denver. Um, not far, far, you know, full West Coast, but um, I just, I just don't see it with that Denver team this year, uh, especially with Flacco at at the helm. Um, what do you guys got? Anything? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Green Bay sacked Joe Flacco six times last week. Um, so if our defense is better than Green Bay's defense, our front four is, if not the best front four in the league, one of the best front fours in the league. So if we get after Flacco, man, as bad as bad uh, of protection as he had against Green Bay, I think we'll eat him up. And I hope it doesn't. I hope that doesn't bite us in the ass. Uh, I hope that. Uh, yeah, you know, I hope I don't say that, and then we we don't sack him at all, and he, he throws for six hundred yards. I don't think that'll happen, um, but I I think our defense will play well enough to to hold Flacco and uh, the Denver Broncos uh, down, uh, and I do think we'll get the win. I think we'll get uh, you know two or three more TDs from Minshew, and, and hopefully open up the running game a little bit. Um, I, I think it'll be a good game. I, I think we'll win. Um, Twenty-four to ten sounds pretty good. I like that score. Um, I'll probably go with uh, uh, maybe maybe twenty-seven, thirty points for for us, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe thirty, maybe twenty-seven to ten. I'll give I'll give Lambo an extra field goal in there. Yeah, we got that running. Yeah. 
I'm going to go ahead and get my, you know, I've been a fan my whole life. The Jags play for a pretty long time. But one thing that I can say that we can all agree on is any game that is close to that damn West Coast is always a damn voodoo game. True. I am going with a 20 to 17 overtime game. Lambo kicking a game winner. Nice. I like it. Boom. Love it. Uh, I like it. Pretty much wraps it up. Unless there's anything else you guys got. I, I don't even want to talk about Ramsey just because it pisses me off. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, rather not, I'd rather not even think about it. Um, but I, I, I think I think most people are, are tired of thinking about it. So that's that's fair. Just don't be an AB for God's sakes. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't That's really have last, anything. Last words right there. Don't yeah. be AB. Don't be AB. Boom. Words of wisdom. Um. Yeah. That's that's it. Unless you guys were good. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it for me. I'm just uh, ready for the game Sunday. And uh, and I I know next week we'll talk about the Carolina game. But dude, the closer it gets, the uh, the more the more psyched I get for it. Let's get. It's gonna be wild, man. I'm uh. My goal is to not get too trashed but i i already know that well, gonna happen, well so. even if you even if you don't get too trashed for the game we're going to be hanging out sunday night so it's definitely going to happen then <laughs> yeah i know um cool well hey running uh thanks for stopping by man we appreciate it uh, nice yeah. to get somebody that's not Lauman or freer uh, on the podcast here so um awesome yep. thanks for stopping by if you are interested man we'll probably bring you back uh just to see if we get any more you know, interest from the sub or anything like that. Um, appreciate it, brother. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, they appreciate you guys being able today. Yeah, for sure. Um, you guys, you know, I'm more or less, you know, if anybody that knew and hasn't done it, you know, I'd put them ahead first just to see what they got. But you know, if you guys don't got anybody on next week, week after that, or whatever, whatever you need me for, you know, thing, other. Any other than that, you know, all I can say is, you know, go Jags, you know. And, you I'm know, sorry. You, you broke up there. What was that last bit? Uh, I said all I can say is go Jags and do. Strike <laughs> over two. One more try, man. One more try. <laughs> uh, I ain't gonna do it anymore. <laughs> your, your, your mic cuts out as soon as you try to say oh do ball. God. So. Oh my God. Um, We'll, we'll, we'll try right. again another time, but you know, right. one we'll last thing. One last thing. Something about white quarterbacks with a number fifteen playing in Florida. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, shit. Uh, we'll, we'll call it a night there, and uh, I guess Crom uh, will be back next week, and uh, we will uh, see everyone then. All right, brother. All right, All peace. Right. Peace. Sir, y'all have a good one now. Cool. All too, right, man. Have a good one. Thank you.